Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Damian, Greg, and Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss a film celebrating its 25th anniversary, The Rock. You refuse payment, I launch the gas. This chemical's beyond anything you can imagine. Alcatraz. You know the rock. You broke out. Successfully. It's back in business. Welcome to the rock. From the producers of Top Gun and Crimson Tide. You join us. Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris. That's just about the most awful thing I've ever seen. The Rock. Directed by Michael Bay. Rated R. Tyler, is The Rock the best action movie of all time? Man, you know I love to make statements like that. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I asked you. I can't. You. I know. <laughs> Just trying to throw me under the bus and make me look like a fool. Um, <laughs> I thought about this question in a different way because okay. the answer is no. It's not the best action movie of its decade, which is The Matrix. But... This is the best action movie other than The Matrix of the 90s. And wow. Possibly. I mean, no, there's more beyond that, but it's it's up there. It's one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Is it better than Terminator 2? Okay. It's the third. <laughs> it's okay. the third best. <laughs> All right. Damien, do you like this movie better than The Matrix? No, absolutely not. What a random question. I didn't even think of The Matrix in the same stratosphere, but since mm-hmm. Tyler brought it up, I just wanted to ask. No, well, definitely not. I mean, I know we we talked about this on the best action movies of the 90s pod. You view that, and most people probably view The Matrix more as a sci-fi movie, which, of course, it is. Correct. But that is, to me, also very much an action movie. So, Yeah, you know. I, I think my reasoning for that, and that's how, this is how I feel, is the, the Matrix has more sci-fi elements than action. You're, you're yeah. in the sci-fi world more than the action scenes because the action scenes are so iconic, but you yeah. think that that's the whole movie and there's not a ton of action in The Matrix. True. Greg, is this Michael Bay's best movie? I know you love some Michael Bay shit. <laughs> <laughs> not not in, uh, in re-reviewing it recently, but uh, or as far as Michael Bay in general, but this is his best. This has got to be his best movie. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, okay, so you're saying you don't love Michael you don't love Michael Bay in reviewing it now. Yes. In reviewing his stuff. Yeah. Now. Okay. I like this stuff I, in the in the time, but like yeah, now yeah. looking back, it doesn't hold up. But this movie you, still stands. I thought you were saying you don't like this movie. Oh, no, no, get, no. I was I was going to figure out how to boot you from the pod. Right <laughs> you're like, "Uh, oh, we got to re-record this." <laughs> All right. So, we were going back and forth and, and bullshitting a little bit. I think it was just Tyler and I, I don't remember if Damien was on there. And Tyler was lamenting about just watching this movie and how much he loved it. I don't know when's the last time you watched it besides recently for the pod. Damien made it sound like he maybe thought otherwise. Damien? Yes. <laughs> you just watched it. Mm-hmm. You sounded like maybe you don't like it anymore. It's not that I don't like it, but I do feel like it's aging a little bit. Um, let's see. I think, I think like, so I was thinking about this afterwards. And when I watched it for the pod um, very recently, <clears throat> excuse me, I watched it with Marinda. So we just, we watched it here at the house mm-hmm. and it was her first time ever watching it. Okay. And probably like 30 minutes into the movie, 
she kind of looks over at me and I wrote this down when it happened, but she looks over <laughs> at me and she's like, seems like a Michael Bay movie. Oh. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like that, that's, that's how I feel about it as well. Is it's just, it's, it feels more Michael Bay this time than it has to me in the past. Whereas before it felt like fun action movie, which I still agree that it is. And I do think it, it is an enjoyable movie and above, above, among, uh, excuse me, Michael Bay's movies. I feel like this is one of the better ones. But like I said, I, I think it's aging a little bit for me. So I I agree with you. It's it's a Michael Bay movie, but it's the best parts of Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. But this movie, rewatching it, I love it. So I think it actually is better than it was <laughs> in '95, or it's gotten better as I've gotten older. But it's really t- to me watching it this time. It's two separate movies. That first like. I don't know. I didn't look when they get to Alcatraz. It felt like it took them forever in this movie to get to Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. At least half of the movie, they are like planning on how to get there. And that's when it feels like the most Michael Bay. The very beginning till when they get to Alcatraz. You have all the slow motion shots. You have the big over the top action chase where he's driving mm-hmm. a fucking Hummer versus Ferrari. All that shit is so Michael Bay. It's not funny. But once they get to Alcatraz, it doesn't feel like a Al- uh, Michael Bay movie to me. It feels like a legit good action movie. Do you think that's yeah. because it at that moment it limited the the like the kind of flexibility he had to play with? Like they're on the island now and they're in that zone, and so it's not like he can just kind of go all over the place with it. That's absolutely. Point. So so watching it and then doing some research, they when they filmed the movie, they filmed it on Alcatraz, and because Alcatraz is a national park, they couldn't. They couldn't close it. It had to stay open. So they had to film kind of around tours and all of these people that were there. So they he didn't have the chance, I don't think, to make it like this big over-the-top, big panning shots, big slow-motion fucking circle you know, shots <laughs> that you see in all of his movies. It's in this movie of Nick Cage at the beginning when he crashes the Ferrari. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a good point. You don't ha- He didn't have the scope or the, the opportunity to make it fucking over-the-top. Yeah. Damien, you, you just want to step off the pod right now? Like, you still want to be on this one? <laughs> well, we can't have, like, diversity of thought here. Of course you can. I just want to, I don't want you to talk about a movie you don't like. No, listen, I never said I didn't like it. In fact, I explicitly said that I do like it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. Mm-mm. Is, is, is all Michael Bay shit inherently bad? I think it's all inherently Michael Bay. And, yeah. you know. That's you either like it or or you hate it. I feel like in most cases there are not too many people who are like ambivalent. Yeah, I think we talked about this. What did we? What Michael? Have we covered a Michael Bay movie? Yeah, Bad Boys. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I think you had that same that same thought there. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like everybody except for Gerald had that same feeling for that movie, which is that like we had such fond memories of it. And we were so pumped to watch it, and then all of us watched it for the pod, and we were like, "This movie is terrible." <laughs> but you didn't. I, I just want to make sure I didn't have any of those same thoughts watching this. Correct. Yeah, it, yeah. W- it definitely wasn't as bad as Bad Boys. I remember rewatching Bad Boys and just going like, "This is bad." Yeah, like, like there's no over the top misogynistic like piece of shit man in this movie like Will Smith is in Bad Boys. True. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tyler, you're awful so, quiet. Um, 
I'm trying, I'm thinking like, what did I miss? You know, Damien's, I'm a smart guy, smartest guy here. <laughs> what, do I, what did I miss? But I, I think I understand that it's, um, it's a Michael Bay movie and that isn't always the greatest thing. But this is, I'm the, I'm the guy who gave Armageddon an A, like a moron. Mm-hmm. I think that this is probably, his, this is his best movie. Um, and I think most of it has to do with the performances and the people in it. I think it's, really well done uh across the board and i think it's like you i hadn't really thought of it in the before and after that you did anthony of uh, before alcatraz and then after they get there and i think that's a great way of um kind of breaking it down once you get on the rock it the the quality just goes up like the chasing what well, a lot of, some of what happens before the chasing is the worst chasing i've probably ever seen in my entire life um but it's terrible dude it's awful so once you get to the rocket it's just the quality increases substantially even though i really enjoy most of what comes before that so i really i really like it i, just I wonder think what that, yeah i think that he was able to get the best performances out of any of his actors in this movie yeah yeah again it's tyler, over the top tyler uh, do you, ahead, are you saying then that the so the rock is better than armageddon yes okay I I think you've always said that, Tyler. I think you've always said you think that it's a better movie, but maybe don't enjoy it more. Yeah, that's true. Although, I mean, I had this movie on VHS, and I watched the hell out of that movie. (laughs) And the same is true of Armageddon. Um, Something They both just hit me in all the right ways. This one, I think I always thought this was better. And on the best action movies of the 90s pod, I ranked this as my number one, just because, first again, T2 and the matrix weren't available because you guys had already named them on the sci-fi pod i'm going by anthony's weird rules um (laughs) so anyway the rock has always been above (laughs) armageddon for me i mean are they weird rules or do we just not want to discuss the same movies on you know three sequential podcasts (laughs) i mean it makes it makes some sense in the moment but like six months later now it's like no i mean hey I mean, you're the king of making outlandish statements. <laughs> I am. And those right. are the worst rules I've ever come across. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, you guys want to hear this synopsis? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the first time I think mild-mannered has ever been in a synopsis. So mild-mannered chemist and ex-con and an ex-con must lead the counter-strike when a rogue group of military men led by a renegade general threaten a nerve gas attack from Alcatraz against San Francisco. There is not a fucking period in that whole thing. <laughs> no commas. It needs a comma. There's a lot of commas. Oh, well, hey. I mean, it's pretty right on though, right? Like I'd watch this. Yeah. Yeah. So watching it now, there's something that struck me, right? So Alcatraz has always been a bucket list thing for me to see. And Nicola and I were able to go see it, I think like three or four years ago. And it was like everything I had ever wanted. It's so cool to me, like everything from the history of it to like what the weather has done to that, the buildings and just, it's just feels like you're, you're living, you're, you're seeing something that has seen so many years. So I I don't know. I can't, I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but it just felt so cool. Yeah. Is this like the coolest place to film a movie? Meaning, is there a movie that could be filmed on Alcatraz and you'd be like, nah, I don't want to see it. Like, I feel like they could do anything, and I'd want to see it if it was on Alcatraz. Like, anything. I think it 
something that and I, I keep going back to the 90s action movie podcast but greg talked about how the jail the prison the rock is is its own character and it adds so much to it. i think so yeah to answer your question i would watch anything on it because it's such a unique setting it creates all yeah. these different elements that aren't possible someplace else you're surrounded by water there's so much to think about and so much to factor in so yeah i think that's my answer to your question and i think because it has so much lore to it like so many urban myths and we've all heard variations of them i think when you watch a movie you think about that as well even though if they're not trying to talk about it you think about like everything you've ever heard about this it's almost like a mythical place obviously it's not it's real but it, you, it feels like it's not real like it's just something you've been told about mm-hmm. yep. damien you've been there yes i have and am i am i am i just making all this shit up no no too I, much? I totally agree with you there's there's like some the cool factor is off the charts and it has to do with yeah. all the things that that you already talked about. And I think, I think for me anyway, the thing that makes it like, I don't know how to describe it, but, but like kicks the cool factor, like uh, above a bunch of other things potentially is um, that like, you can literally see it from San Francisco. So it's like, it has all this sort of mystery and this history and all these things that happen. And, and, like, you know, nobody got off of it and there's like sharks in the water and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but like, but like you can see it. it, it's not like abstract in your head of some, like the Bermuda Triangle, which, which like, if you open up a map, most people couldn't even point to where on the planet, you know, the Bermuda Triangle is. Yeah, I don't think I could either. <laughs> yeah, I know you couldn't. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, look, in the movie, you have Ranger Bob, right? Ranger Bob has like the job I want. Like I want Ranger Bob's job. <laughs> I've yeah. never saw. I've never watched a movie and be like, I could do that. <laughs> Everything from like his gear, he's got like the fresh hat, <laughs> socks. Like I'm just saying, Ranger Bob has my fucking job. What about? Oh God, I'm forgetting his name in the moment. Who do you take in a fight or in a duel of better Alcatraz tour guides, Ranger Bob or Phil Hartman from So I Married an Axe Murderer? Oh man! Everybody here calls me Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Phil Hartman, because yeah. Ranger Bob doesn't have a lot going for him. He doesn't have a. He's got like one outlandish like little speech he gives about, mm-hmm. you know, giving the tour. Mm-hmm. But I like Phil Hartman probably for sure. Okay. Greg, do you have any tidbits you want to talk about in uh, Alcatraz? Uh, you know, architecture <laughs> or anything? I'm sure you got something. No, I mean the only thing I'd say is oh, that man. whenever I watch this, um, I I always like the past maybe five times I've seen this movie. It's always me watching this while simultaneously deep diving a Google search into Alcatraz. Like oh, it, wow. it, it, it just comes with it. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of like deep diving you could do because the amount of books that have been written about that place and all the stories and on top of, of people that have escaped, just like the characters and the people that were there. Yeah. I mean, they house like some of the most crazy, over the top, like evil people. Mm-hmm. And then... All of the the riots they've had and the the near like escapes and and escape you know plans and all these crazy things it's it's a crazy history and then the you know the two people that allegedly did make it off that's what when after we went um, that's what I started deep diving into <laughs> are the the two guys that are supposed to have like uh, made it off and like the pictures of them in like Mexico and all this crazy there's so much crazy shit about it <laughs> I don't know. But there's no Sean Connery references there, which I found, like, I was kind of bummed. There's no reference to The Rock on The Rock. Really? Shameful. No, not at all. 
So I don't know. I thought about Shawshank Redemption a lot while whilst on the rock. I don't know why. Not that yeah. it's the same. Yeah. All right. So as we said, came out in '96. Is it fair to say that all of us saw this movie in the theater? I did. Yeah. Damien's the youngest, so he may not have. Yeah, I may not have. I, I don't actually recall. So we're all about the same age, roughly. When I say a movie came out 25 years ago and we all saw it in the theater, I mean, does it, does it, what does everybody think about that? Tyler, what do you think about that? Um, and how think, did you and I not see this movie together? Yeah, good question. This is, I think this came out summer of 96, so we hadn't met yeah. yet. Yeah, I think it was before we met. I think, when I think back, I think, man, what a time to be alive. 90s movie theater <laughs> releases. Man, there was some good stuff being pumped out. And I, we were all alive for the glory days. Not, oh, uh, fuck, I feel old? <laughs> no, I'm good with being old, man. I'm 40 this year, like you, so I'm good. All right, Greg? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, seeing the... the this is like kind of goes back to like why I I consider this like one of the best 90s action movies and like those I always have a fond place for 90s action movies just because of the movie theater experience and stuff like that growing up with it and and I know like I would probably say that you know uh, Terminator 2 and Matrix were probably better action movies but like I don't view those as much as I view them as like kind of like the sub category of 90s action movies yeah okay so you you said something interesting you said that this is like the the overall experience and everything is what made the 90s action movies what they are do we just all like the 90s action movies though is because we were like 15 16 year old kids and we thought it was amazing and if it was to come out now we'd all be like who the fuck wants to see this shit yes it, probably <laughs> but also like they didn't try to do as much as they try to do now in action movies where like two, three years later they start looking awful because they did everything, you know, CG, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there, there is that, there is a, 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 a lot more practicality to this. Yeah. Like who, who now is a legit action star? I think about this stuff and like in, in the nineties you had big action stars, right? You still had Schwarzenegger. You had Nick Cage, who went on a massive run of action movies. You have, who else? You have Stallone, still kind of. I mean, we talked about this. Denzel is becoming kind of an action star. You know who one of the most acclaimed action stars is currently? Liam Neeson, who's like 77 years old. Yeah, no, so, I, I get it. Yeah, it's just not the same. It's, it's mm-hmm. not the same quality. So, so that's what I'm saying. You don't have, you don't have like a Sean Connery. Yeah, coming out in an action movie. I guess you kind of do with Liam Neeson. Well, that was a but, one a one time rule for Sean Connery. You know, you don't you probably shouldn't repeat that with a guy who's fucking sure. septuagenarian. I mean, you're gonna have that with wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> septuagenarian. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> somebody who drinks I'm, oat milk. You're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have Harrison Ford being eighty one, eighty two, <laughs> right? But nobody yeah. wants that. <laughs> I mean, but we're getting it. I know. <laughs> That's what I constantly struggle with, right? I don't want to be the old guy in the room when I'm talking about how terrible the prequels are, right? Because you have yeah. all these people who love the prequels now. So that's what I always wonder. Are, are these movies actually good or do we love them because we were like that prime demographic then? 
But something like this, I just watch, and it's still good to me, where Bad Boys was not. Yeah. Yeah. Damien, you, you for sure, you were the loudest just now when you said, no, these aren't good. We like them because of our age at the time. You really think that about all this stuff? Well, like all the action you... movies? No, I mean, like all the big over-the-top action movies that potentially, you know, we're talking about Bad Boys. We talk about Starship Troopers. We talk about these, you know, Tremors. We talk about these specific kind of action movies on this pod that we all liked. Would we like them now? If no, they came I wouldn't. Out in our... I'm definitely not making a, a broad you know, sweeping statement about all movies, all action movies from the 90s. Well, we can talk about them on an individual basis. We've talked sure. at length about Starship Troopers, and we can talk about whichever ones, other ones you want to bring up. This particular one, I feel like, for me anyway, has not held up as much over time. Uh, and so, yeah, if there was some, you know, magic wand that you could wave and we watched this for the first time um, today, I don't know that it, we're going to have... We certainly don't have the nostalgia for it, which I feel like a lot of it is nostalgia. Well, you um, just said, Miranda just watched it for the first time. What was, at the end of the movie, what did she, I mean, I'm sure you guys had a conversation about it. How did she feel about it? Um, we actually didn't have a specific conversation about like recapping her whole thoughts when we were all done. Um, I think she had some comment around like, do you guys only talk about 90s movies? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some question that, that happens some, at some point in the night. I don't remember where. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the target demographic between the two of us is different enough that like it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison. Sure, sure. It's also interesting when, when she makes the comment that it feels like a Michael Bay movie. If this movie was to come out now and not be done by Michael Bay, how would it feel? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. All right. I mean, Michael Bay has made progressively worse and worse movies. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Speed is another one, right? We talked about Speed being one of the best action movies of the 90s. Yeah. I don't think Speed is one we watch and we like because of nostalgia at all. I think Speed is still a rock-solid movie. Yeah, for that one, I completely agree. Like, the, the yeah. movie is so simple that I feel like it will hold up for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Sure, like Die Hard. Exactly. There might be aspects, you know, some of the dialogue that is doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, like, Die Hard, even, like, Terminator 2, which is heavy sci-fi, still in, holds up incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the effects don't, but the movie is great. All right, so we talked a ton already. Michael Bay. Uh Damien, what did this movie get with critics on Rotten Tomatoes? It's got to be low, right? Um, no. Really? I'm going to say with critics. Critics? Critics. I'm going to say 65%. Okay. Greg? I'm going to say 50 Ooh, like half wow. half were okay with it, half didn't like it. <laughs> All right. I have a feeling this was really well received. I'm going to say 79. 66. Good job, Damien. Wow. <laughs> and then critics real quick. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, audience, Damien. Audience is going to be higher for sure. I'm going to go up to 75. Greg? I was going to say 75. I was gonna, uh, I'll, I'll pick 80. Uh, because I would think at the moment it was probably like 90% and it's been slightly declining since. Mm. Tyler? 87. 85. Uh-huh. Mm. 
it's okay. I don't think this is a 66% movie, but I mean, we can talk about it at the very end. Uh, budget, $75 million, which seems really low. Yeah. Especially because of who's in the movie. But that's $75 million like, in 1996. Correct. I mean, that's... Correct. I'm just saying it seems money. low still. Yeah. Because you think, you know, three years later when Phantom Menace comes out, that's a, you know, $200 million movie. Now, granted, a ton of CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't have anybody in that movie at that time that's probably cashing the checks that, that Nick Cage, yeah. Sean Connery, or yeah. even Ed Harris is cashing. Yeah. Has anybody ever, just real quick sidebar about Sean Connery, has anybody ever read the story about how he got offered Gandalf? No. No. And didn't take it because he couldn't understand like the script. He wasn't he wasn't a, a, a Tolkien fan. Didn't understand like all this shit. And then they ended up offering him to try to get him fifteen percent of the movies. Oh my god! Uh, like essentially fifteen percent of it, the points, and it would have ended up making him four hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I do remember he, uh, reading about that at some point. But thank God he didn't a- though. Thank God he didn't. Can you yeah. fucking imagine? That would have ruined the whole franchise. Like, Sean Connery's cool. He's great. He's great in some things, right? But, like, Sean Connery as Gandalf the Grey? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. No, nah, man. It's fucking James Bond in a big hat. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery plays Sean the... Connery. Yeah. Going back to the, the budget stuff, what, what? how much did you say that they, they had? $75 million 75 budget, million. which seems really low. I, I would just imagine... Nowadays, seventy-five million would go just to Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. You would imagine, right? Yeah. And it was ninety-six. It came out in ninety-six, right? So obviously, the budget is prior to that when they're making it, and then obviously, like marketing and things like that. Mm. Okay, so with inflation, it's somewhere around one hundred twenty-three million. Still seems low. Yeah, yeah. But there's not a ton of effects in this movie, though. And they're and they're on single location. I mean, probably. What do you have to pay the federal government to kind of? film on it's got to be cheaper than more things probably yeah it's it's one place it seems all right it seems kind of just need the backdrop and some flame machines and you're good to go (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean they're not on they're not on the island that much though i mean they run run around the outside a lot that's true 335 million dollars it made wow not bad i think they did okay yeah they did all right how does this movie never have a sequel? Oh God, don't don't curse us because you say that, and then we'll find out that Michael Bay is doing a sequel to it. <laughs> I don't know if Michael Bay would do a sequel, but Michael Bay Michael Bay would certainly do a reboot. Yeah. I mean, can we see the Rock starring the Rock? <laughs> it, it it pains me that when you search for the Rock movie, his name comes up for like the first ten. Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker cashes he cashes checks, man. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Heavy, super heavy checks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said speaking of like who is an action star now, like The Rock is an yeah, action but, star now. Yeah, but besides The Rock and like Kevin Hart, who else? Because <laughs> again, Hart. the 90s, you have like Keanu Reeves, you have Eddie Murphy. Yes. You have Bruce Willis to some, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a little bit. You have Schwarzenegger, you have Stallone, Keanu. Like you don't have, I mean, Keanu's, I guess, an action star again. Yeah. You got Will Smith yeah. back then. Will Smith, yeah. I mean, Will fucking... What's it called? Came out uh, Independence Day. Came out the same year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like all that list of names is still the, it's the same names for today. They're just old, making old guy action movies. <laughs> they're letting CG do all the work for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just not making these movies though. Yeah, they're not making right. these big like blockbuster action movies, except for 
Keanu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean, Bruce Willis is making fucking what's the what's the <laughs> nobody's seen the the battery the diehard battery car oh, battery yeah. commercials no. with him and oh, uh, him and Ar- Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Bruce Willis is doing. Cash and checks, though. Okay. Cash and checks. Uh, for big, big checks, I'm sure. Car batteries for life. All right, so there's not a ton of, of casting what-ifs on this movie. There's not a ton of, like, urban legends that happen. One of the things I did find, I read a whole article about it, is there was, like, 25 uncredited writers for this. Oh, really? And two of the names that came up, uncredited, but Michael Bay has said they worked on the on the script, was Aaron Sorkin. Mm, yeah. And a, and a little, you know, unknown writer at the time named Quentin Tarantino. Wow. <laughs> it, they didn't go into depth about what they wrote or if they just, you know, went over it and had some some notes for it or whatnot, but it was a ton of, of, of writers looked over it uncredited. I don't see any Tarantino parts in this movie. Not really. The only mm-hmm. Tarantino part is when the dude's face fucking melts off at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Aaron Sorkin and Quentin Tarantino couldn't be more different. But those are like heavyweights. Yep. Yeah. Well, in both, there's heavy not even and... Aaron Sorkin like dialogue. Yeah, I was, was going to say like both are heavy and kind of monologues. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I mean, any movie you get with with Nick Cage, there's going to be a lot of random dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If we're talking about movie trivia for this thing, um, yep. did anybody else read that uh, Arnold was offered the role of Mason? Really? No. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger no. was offered. That wouldn't have made any. Uh, <laughs> where? What? He was not old enough no, at that yeah. time, right? I don't know. And I where just... is he from? Is he like an Austrian? Like <laughs> 007? Well, I think they just like they they knew that Sean Connery wasn't gonna do an accent, so they just built that into his role, right? Like, yeah. no, but the <laughs> idea of like a of a of a, a a British spy is a lot cooler than an Austrian spy. I don't know. In the '90s, every bad guy was like German or Russian, so like you could have just played him off as being a German. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't he at this point? I mean, True Lies is coming out right around here too. That's a similar. Obviously not a similar role, but it's a spy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you can double dip on that. But not somebody who had already been in jail for 30 years, you know, so that, yeah. that whole storyline is, yeah. Does anybody else, like who, I don't remember when this movie came out, who was the top billing star for this? Because this is a year after Nick Cage wins an Academy Award. Sean Connery, you can't get better bigger than James Bond, can you? Even though he's 70 or 60 at this time? I mean- you have two people that came off of within the last five years winning Academy Awards that were in this movie, right? Because yeah. Connery won an Academy Award for The Untouchables, and then Cage wins an Academy Award for Leaving Las Vegas. Sean Connery. Like poor was Ed Harris. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Poor Ed Harris, who's like probably the best actor of that group. Gets <laughs> <laughs> yep. like, no nah, shine. Man. You get no shine, and you get to be the most overtop person in this movie. Mm-hmm. And had it, Nick Cage had he really even done action movies much before this? Because I saw like after this is Con Air and Face Off and mm. that stuff. What a great question! So I have I have that later in. That's one of my questions. Is you know when the question is the best, but we'll, we can talk about it real quick. The the four year stretch this dude puts together. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like a two year stretch, but it's four movies. Leaving Las Vegas in 95, The Rock in 96, Con Air in 97, Face Off in 97. 
Yeah. Like those are, I don't like Face Off, but those are four bona fide, like big, big, Leaving Las Vegas, not a big movie, but critically, I mean, he won an Academy Award for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's four big ass movies, man. Yeah. yeah. That's big. Damien, you're big into steroids. How many, <laughs> how much, how many steroids did Nick Cage do between The Rock and Con Air? He had to do a lot. A, a, lot, lot, a lot, right? Yeah, many cycles. Like, he's massive in Con Air, and yeah. he is—he's believable as a scientist, a little small scientist in The Rock. Mm-hmm. A lot, right? <laughs> yeah, all the cycles. He took all, all the of cycles. Them. He did all the steroids. Yeah, he's fucking jacked yeah, when he big. plays Poe. Yeah, jacked. Not so jacked in Face Off. All right. Any more questions before we start this? <laughs> uh, I don't have any more questions, but the only other like trivia thing that I found about this is, is you guys rebought um, Sean Connery and his his like wild requirement of needing a cabin built on the island so he didn't have to go back and forth every day. Yeah, really? correct. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't want to like commute back and forth to the mainland, so he, he like demanded they build him a cabin on the island so he could stay there and be up early. <laughs> Which is like it's like a fifteen minute boat ride. Maybe. <laughs> you can you can damn near throw a rock and hit the mainland. <laughs> the best too is I re- I read something about where Disney because Disney was involved with this was like really questioning Michael Bay and like where they mm-hmm. were going with it because this is early Michael Bay. Uh, so he had a meeting and Sean Connery was like, "I'll go with you," and they just didn't want to give him any shit because like Sean Connery went with him. Yeah. So they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good, whatever." <laughs> Whatever, whatever, Sir Sean Connery says, yeah. we're solid. Yeah. Can you imagine living on? That would be miserable living out there. Well, yeah, because there's not any like you know, everything has to be like set up for you. It's not like all that utilities and everything is you know live out there. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's also like not space. like they. It's not like they can build him like a nice. Yeah. Like it, it, they gotta fucking throw up a tent, dude. It's yeah. a national park. You can't just fucking throw. You can't. You can't draw. You know, uh, dig out. <laughs> yeah. There's no structure to it. Is what, yeah. I guess what I'm saying. It's all yeah. like mobile. Yeah. This is. Does this mean he was like the first glamper? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. What did he Might just? Was he, he like super seasick or something? Like, well, I guess what was the? Yeah, you would think you'd want to be like Sean in Connery. one of those hotel rooms at the top of one of the sky- skyscrapers yeah. in downtown. Right, you know, f- oh. if you were to tell me Nick Cage did that, I'd be like, yeah, that's on that's on brand. Right. Yeah. Just a weird ass dude. But yeah. Sean Connery, to Greg's point, just seems like he's someone who he's not going to do any other accents. Like everything <laughs> needs to be the way he wants it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't I, I would be more I'd be less surprised if they said he they like flew a helicopter down to get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess there's probably no place to land a helicopter there. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. not. Anyways, anybody doesn't Sean Connery feel like he's probably miserable? I mean, God rest his soul, but he was like <laughs> miserable on sets. I could see him like showing up and being like, like the second he arrives, he's like, "All right, we're doing this. Let's go." You know, yeah. like he's not yeah. he's not waiting around, you know, for things to happen. He's like, "I'm here. We're gonna film, and then I'm out." <laughs> he's like one take. Yeah, right. Like, I, that, like no, we, we got, got it. You got, got everything it. you need. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, who do you think was more miserable on the set of Indy Indy Three? Him or Harrison Ford? I can't. Nothing in my soul will allow me to think anything about that movie is miserable. So <laughs> that movie is fantastic through and through. I'm not saying it's not fantastic, but you right. got two crotchety old fucking white men in that movie. 
from what I know of Harrison Ford, I think he's just miserable around people all the time. So I guess Harrison Ford? (laughs) (laughs) Question mark? All right, let's get in these scenes. Damien, you got anything else real quick you want to say? No, I got nothing. All right. Schwarzenegger in this movie is interesting, though. I'd probably watch that. For sure I'd watch it. (laughs) I'd watch it now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) I still like Schwarzenegger, though, man. We're doing that pod coming up. The career uh, retrospective. Yeah. All right. So most watchable scene. I have, I tried not to put like every scene in here. <laughs> so there's not, you know, I tried to, I tried to pull back a little. So you guys have some. So the first scene is Stanley versus the Bosnian crate. <laughs> so that's obviously, you know, the big, the big introduction to Stanley and kind of the over top action of this movie, because it goes from like nothing happening, him opening a fucking Beatles record to like full, meltdown in about five seconds um so again i wrote down over the top score stressful situation just for the sake of being a stressful situation like that is michael bay to a t yeah like we don't need this to be stressful we're gonna make it super stressful (laughs) and maybe my favorite line of the whole movie is when the guy just says we're fucked (laughs) yeah you think he just said there's c4 in the fucking the doll (laughs) yeah you're fucked and you guys are waiting are any of you guys waiting for him to cut the right wire once he says this place is going to explode? Or are you just fucking like, I'm out? Yeah. Like, what? Is anybody dedicated to their work that much? No. That they're not just going to bounce? <laughs> Damien, you're out, right? Uh, Yeah, the likelihood that I'm out is pretty high. But Like, you're at work. Someone sends a bomb in. What you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, they, they work at the FBI, so they've already been screened to, to not be us. Um. <laughs> So, Did any yeah, of those maybe... guys seem like they were they were calm? <laughs> no, besides none of those guys... Stanley. Yeah, Stanley was the only one, uh, and I. Th- this is like a subject for a later category. Um, but the dude who's like clearly like a fucking intern, but also in the chamber with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> and then the best is like. A couple days later, he calls and he's like, I'm fucking out of here. Like, you work at the FBI. For sure, they already know that. Like, they already heard your call, bro. They know you're you're leaving. Why are you still there? All right. Next scene, inter- introduction to John Mason. Great scene, right? They're doing the interrogation. I think right off the bat, you see why this movie from that scene is going to be better than most Michael Bay movies. And it's the chemistry between Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Hmm. My one issue with that scene... Well, there's two. I have two issues. One is the the wig that's on Sean Connery's head is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's it's terrible wig work. All right. The dude couldn't have got a haircut. And if he couldn't have got a haircut the whole time he's been in jail, why wouldn't it be longer? His beard is still trimmed. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, he, at some point he got trimmed up. So why is it still long? Okay. The second thing is I'm not – I don't even know I, – I, I don't even know what what career path or what job you would know if a quarter cuts glass. But did anybody understand why that quarter cut glass? Anybody? We so I understand the principle of what they what they were trying to show. Of course, of course you do. But like, no, I mean, he basically was. They're they trying to say that like he used the chair to to, yeah. to make like a sharp point on. I get that. Right. So that that's basically it's fairly simple. Um, the thing that annoyed me with that is you can see him. When he like picks up the chair and then like hits the ground with it, you can see the quarter just kind of slides to to the to the left or the right, yeah. and then he picks it up and they do the close up and it's it's like a fucking razor blade, like piece of carbonite, <laughs> and it's like, what, what did 
that happen? <laughs> Look, but also, okay, so they're treating this man like he is the most deadly person in the world, right? Nobody saw this old-ass man lift up a chair and <laughs> slam it down hard enough to make a quarter with a chair, make a quarter turn into a razor blade, <laughs> then kneel over, pick it up. Like, what's everybody doing? Yeah. And then does he just scrape it so that it creates, like, a soft point, essentially, to where then he can punch through it? Do you see what I'm saying? Is he scoring? He's just scoring? Yeah, exactly. Basically, he's, like, okay. he's making, like, a, a perforation, essentially. But then when he hits it, it breaks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't break just in the circle. I'm just saying I got a lot of issues with this scene. I know. But with all of that being said, I still like it. <laughs> because the chemistry. Yeah. All right. Next next uh, scene is the uh, the SEAL team heads to Alcatraz. I'm going to tell you who my favorite person is in this whole movie, and it's Michael Bean. Hmm. And he's like, dude, that guy comes in. He's got like five minutes of screen time. And he's like, I'm doing everything I can to outshine every one of you motherfuckers right now. Because I've been in a lot of big movies, and I'm never getting my shine in anything. And this is the one where I'm going to shoot my shot. Until the next scene. Because the next scene is the shower room. And that is where he really shines with that fucking speech. This is General Hummel. Drop your weapons. Drop them! Anderson here, General Hummel. Commander. Team leader. Commander Anderson, if you have any concern for the lives of your men, you will order them to safety their weapons and place them on the deck. This is not happening. Sir, we know why you're out here. God knows I agree with you. But like you, I swore to defend this country against all enemies, foreign, sir, and domestic. General, we've spilled the same blood in the same mud. You know goddamn well I can't give that order. We're dead. Your unit is covered from an elevated position, Commander. I'm not gonna ask again. Don't do anything stupid. No one has to die here. Man, following the General, you're under oath as United States Marines. Have you forgotten that? We all have shipmates we remember. Some of them were shit on pissed on by the Pentagon. But that doesn't give you the right to mutiny! You call it what you want. You're down there, we're up here. You walk into the wrong goddamn room, Commander! Goddamn it, Commander, one last time. You tell your men to safety their weapons, drop them on the deck. I cannot give that order! I am not gonna repeat that order! I will not give that order! What the hell is wrong with you, man? Stand fast! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the sheer over-the-top, Michael Bean's like, I cannot give that order. Ed Harris is like, give that order. I cannot give that order. And just the sheer, like, I'm going to yell louder than you and I'm going to look more manic than you is like, it's 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 action movie gold. Yeah. Am I wrong? Oh, Anybody? It's fantastic. So good. It's so good. Uh, Hummel meets Mason. Mm. I think that is the best acted scene of the whole movie. And again, that's not saying much. It's The Rock, right? But I think that everybody gives good performances in this, even though everybody, everybody is over the top. But the the speech that they give back and forth, mm-hmm. just they're both their like dueling monologues, is is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, and then the last scene is the, I have Hummel versus Marines, and then leading all the way into kind of the end of the movie. Not when they go to the church at the end, but like I forgot that that's really where that movie like ends. Yeah, is when Hummel 
you know, they start shooting each other, and then that leads into the last, like, 10 minutes, 12 minutes of the movie. And I kind of forgot that. I, I thought there would be more. Anybody? Anybody got any other scenes they want to add? Damien? Mm, <clears throat> no. I, that's everything that I had written down. I was trying to think if there was something else as you were going through them that maybe I left off, but I don't I don't think so. Okay. Tyler? Uh, you hit, you hit all the best ones. I think there's a, one of the moments that I like most and that I felt was most tense is when Ed Harris tells the other two mercenaries, the the two guys who were there just like watch the fucking world burn, um, to (laughs) stand down captain. I I remember many years ago and even still, that's just, you're just wondering what the fuck's going to happen. And so I feel that every time. So. Does anybody think that real quick, Greg? I just have this thought. Does anybody think that they're doing this for like not very much money? Like that's one <laughs> of the things that doesn't really hold up. Is you're like you're ready to throw your whole career away and become like a tree, like a just a, you're 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 gonna. It just seems terrible for a million dollars. Yeah, you're committing treason mm-hmm. for one million dollars. It's, it's like Doctor Evil, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I granted, ninety-five a million dollars is is more but like again <laughs> treason yeah, yeah. i mean you gotta start your whole life over somewhere and probably somewhere not that dollars. not that great who's got like you know you won't be extradited you know or whatever <laughs> yeah this isn't again this isn't con air right where they're fucking all criminals so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. these are decorated <laughs> military a lot of them are officers yeah. pension all that <laughs> one million dollars <laughs> Tony Todd is like, fuck me up with that million dollars. <laughs> Where's my fucking money? I'm the candy man. <laughs> All right, Greg, you have any other scenes you want to throw in there? Uh, the only thing I would say that rewatching this time, I felt like there was like more of them like running through the tunnels and then that whole mine area underneath that mm-hmm. uh, that that felt longer to me this time than before. So For I, sure. I feel like that might be a little scene to splice in there. I I kind of forgot about that scene too. And then I thought like they did it better in Temple of Doom. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, so my my favorite scene of the whole movie is going to be the shower scene. Yeah, that's always for me the most iconic scene. Damien, is a really close tie between the shower scene, which it, yeah, where it looks like they're in a, the gulag, uh, and the gas chamber scene. <laughs> the gas chamber scene is funny. Yeah, it's super funny. Just stoop. What? What? Why has he got the baby? Like who's yeah. <laughs> Tyler? Those are the two. As much as I love every bit of this movie, those two are, you can't beat them. And I think I would actually go with the, the scene in the lab um, with the, the baby. And I think that the time, the countdown adds so much to it. So it's, it's great. Greg, it's gotta be the, the shower shootout scene. It's gotta be like the most iconic one for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. All right. Next, uh, next category what the fuck moment surprisingly not a lot for me in this movie the biggest one is uh when you see what the vx vx gas does to a person mm-hmm. yeah it goes for full like horror movie yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. melting <laughs> like when nick cage later in the movie is explaining like what it does he's explaining i'm like okay i didn't see the guy freak out i didn't see the guy like convulse so much that he breaks his back all i saw was his fucking skin <laughs> melting so what what level of like effects side effects or whatever when does that happen and he gets to it at the very end i'm like nah man that should be number one your skin melts off 
<laughs> you look like the fucking dude from from RoboCop <laughs> that gets driven through <laughs> fucking soup. Like you look like soup. <laughs> Damien, you got any more? Um, the only what the fuck moment that I had that I really thought was probably yeah probably the top of the list one is what we just talked about which is when the two captains um fry and darrow i think are their names Mm -hmm. are basically ready to commit treason and murder like a hundred thousand people for only a million (laughs) dollars with with which with uh with inflation is still only like 1.6 million (laughs) dollars And they're like, is, it, is 1.6 million enough? N- no, it's not. I, I did the math. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to my fidelity guy. And 1.6 is not not enough. He's like, don't be, don't commit treason for 1.6 yeah. million dollars. And the the Tree- thing that's like that makes it completely ridiculous to me is not only are they willing to do this like abstract thing, like kill people, you know, sort of far away, and then they get evac'd on a on a helicopter or whatever, but they're like bloodthirsty the whole time. Yeah. Those two specifically are. Yeah. But isn't that like what you expect? Not like, to... ha- haven't haven't over the top action movies like conditioned us to think that certain certain members of the military are going to be like bloodthirsty like crazy people? Like the really terrible action movies, right? They paint Predator does that. Like there's certain movies that paint especially when they're talking about the 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 people that the US are they're, they're adversaries. They always paint them in like a bloodthirsty, like rapey <laughs> way. Yeah, but not with each other. That's the big, the like, big difference here. I mean, they want that one point. <laughs> they want that one point six. It's not enough. <laughs> not enough, Captain. Fidelity says it's not enough. <laughs> All right, Greg, you got anything? Uh, the only part I always forget about is uh, when the, the guy's been, I can't remember what, what happened, was he crushed or whatever, and his foot is twitching, and Nick Cage is like, what's happening over here? <laughs> he's like, is that normal? Yeah. And he's just like, it happens. He's like, can you can you stop it? And he's like, do you want me to kill him again? <laughs> like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You think that happens? I have no idea, but it's, it's got to happen. happen. Right? This, this, this yeah. movie doesn't lie to us. All right. This movie doesn't lie to us, yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay makes factual movies. I just want to make sure you understand he made a movie about an asteroid that they trained oil drillers in like a week to become astronauts. Yeah, it all adds up. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> what, Damien? I was going to say, you bite your goddamn tongue. <laughs> God, there's nothing that disappoints me more with you specifically than you saying how much you like Armageddon. Listen, I... Like, it just makes me so sad. I have said very openly that it's not a good movie but that i enjoy it but i don't okay i just don't even see what there is to enjoy what it makes me angry but everything <laughs> when, makes you when angry ben, when ben affleck is playing with fucking animal crackers on Liv tyler's vagina it makes me angry that i have to watch that because not only is it terrible it makes me uncomfortable you, because you're it cold and dead inside and you're incapable nobody of plays love. with animal crackers on someone's <laughs> vagina i got news for you can cold, i tell you one of the things that i'm looking forward to most in the world uh after covid is watching mm-hmm. armageddon with Tyler and Rob at the same time and just having like a good old fashioned man cry fast. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Because we talked about doing it. It's like <laughs> we got it on the calendar. You're not invited. Don't worry about it. No, I'm good. I'm super good. I'm super solid. I'm just, 
I don't know why you'd want to watch a movie with Rob. Rob seems like a terrible person to watch a movie with. No. Mm, I don't think so. No, I think with no. this particular I, movie, between the three of us, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Tyler is a great person to see a movie with. Damien's a great person to see a movie with. Damn. Rob seems terrible. No <laughs> Just loud. <laughs> I feel like he'd be looking at you a lot to see, like, your emotion. I feel like he'd tap you a lot, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get He'd that for sure. God forbid there's somebody who grew up in the Hudson Valley <laughs> or in the greater New York area. He's going to tell you about that the whole movie. And if fucking like if Billy D. Williams shows up on screen <laughs> or, you know, third stormtrooper from the left, he'll have to tell you about it. Am I wrong? No, no. Uh, it's, it's the thing that I'm looking most forward to <laughs> right. in the world. The, out of everything. Yeah, out of everything. Where are you traveling to Tucson or to, to New York? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Tyler's not leaving Tucson. Then we're all going about? to Tucson. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You're not leaving Tucson. <laughs> Why would I not leave? I mean, you're not going to go meet Damien and Rob to watch <laughs> yes. a movie. Of course I will. <laughs> There's zero chance. <laughs> zero. Okay. Just watch. Tyler, Bet. do you have any what the fuck moments for this movie? Um, it was number one, like the most, what the fuck moment ever is seeing the sarin gas and the guy's sure. reaction to it. That was just wild. And then I thought the, the FBI just has a total stormtrooper level incompetence moment where Sean Connery <laughs> gets away and just goes down the elevator <laughs> and they don't have any floor covered with, the, with a hostage. <laughs> right. He just goes down the elevator. <laughs> Well, the other guys are eating. Uh, it's the old. It's the old. Uh, you know, banana in the tailpipe, man. It's the old. It's the old the action movie tropes. <laughs> it's a, it's the old. You know, I'm going to order you room service. Yeah, well, <laughs> they should have known. You know, Axel Foley did that fucking ten years before. Yeah, I don't know. All right, All right standout performance. It's it's really only two people, right? You, it's it's Nicholas Nicholas Cage as Stanley Goodspeed. By the way. Is there ever been a better last name in a movie than Goodspeed? <laughs> Goodspeed, <No>. Godspeed. <laughs> it's fantastic. And then Sean Connery is John Mason. Yeah. Is there some like Freemason thing going on, by the way, with his name? Mm. Different vibes. I don't think they were spies. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's is anybody else have anybody they'd want to add to this? No. I've got I've got Ed Harris. He's not in it enough though, is he? I don't know. He's good. Right. He's he's the perfect like action movie like bad guy slash you're sympathetic to him right i think i but he's not in it a ton he's not in it a ton um but he's in it he's in the first he's in the opening scene he's in it throughout Mm -hmm. i feel every word he says in this movie and it's he's very there's not a wasted word everything he says is to the point he does not put up with any motherfuckers and he will at least (laughs) threaten to kill innocent american civilians and his death stare which we see in all of his movies it's it's like i remember laughing it like frightened me so much the other night i was like this is this dude is intense and he, he gets the award for me when he yells at the one dude who's like 31 or 32 when they're on the phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like don't put him back on like yeah. He, he's, yeah all right Greg, you want to have you have anybody you want to add to this? No, I mean, I think for me, it's it's Nicolas Cage over anyone else because I think it just set him in that whole like stratosphere of becoming that '90s action star. Mm-hmm. All right, Damien. 
Yeah, I think for my actual answer, it's probably going to be Nick Cage as well. Although I do totally agree with Ty with Ed Harris being um, a strong pick. Yeah, it's for me, I, I could see somebody else playing John Mason. Like as much as I like Sean Connery in this movie, I could see somebody else playing him. Nicolas Cage gives like the perfect performance mm-hmm. for, for Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. Like just the right amount of like neurotic, you can believe he's a scientist that has some of maybe these little ticks, but then he could also be like an action star if he needed to be. Yeah. Pretty like great, great head of hair in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like not as bloated as he is now. Like he just, he looks great. It's all downhill yes. from here for Nick Cage. He does the roids and he does face off. He's yeah. got a terrible haircut. I guess Adaptation is a good movie for him, right? That's a he, yeah. was, he was nominated for an Academy Award for that. So, all right. Worst performance. He got some bad performances in this movie. Over the top performances, but bad. So, I have William Forsythe, right? Yeah. <laughs> as Paxton. Yeah. I can't tell you how much how terrible this dude is in this movie. Yeah. The second like where does also where does he rank in the hierarchy of the FBI? Because John Spencer who I have also on here as Womack is supposed to be like the head, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Paxton like like jumps on top of him and kind of gives him the what for and like curses him out every t- <laughs> every chance he gets. So like where is he at? They never really are clear with where he's at. Yeah. But he fucking sucks in <laughs> yes, this movie. Yeah. Not only is he over the top, he's just terrible. Greg. That's a hundred percent who I had written down. Like I was watching it going, man, and he also gives like seventy five percent of the awful lines in this movie come out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like he's at a level ten the yes, whole movie. Yeah. There's no nuance in what he's doing. And he's supposed to have some like development, right? He's supposed to not like Nick Cage at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then become kind of his ally at the end. Yeah. But he's the same dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that he's had a rough week going into this movie and he just like carries that through the whole thing. (laughs) It's terrible, man. Damien? Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say William Forsyth as well Um, for basically all the reasons that were, that were already mentioned. And I would just add that I can't see that guy without thinking about his role in Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is he, he's been in like an odd amount of movies that you're like, wait, that's that dude. Yeah. He's in, oh, wait, that's that, that dude. He's in Blue Same Street. Same with Womack. Yeah. yeah. He is in Blue Street. Yeah. Tyler, I just watched that like three days ago. How is it? Not good. No. <laughs> not, no, man. No. Martin Lawrence shit does not hold up. Yeah. Damn it. It's t- nobody nobody has ever been less of an action star than Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they're like we're going to make we're going to make you an action star. Like his sweet spot is like boomerang, thin line between love and hate, like stuff like that. Well, nothing to lose is still fantastic. That's true. Yeah. With uh with Tim Robbins. Right, right. Gila Monsters. <laughs> All right. Tyler, who do you got? I didn't have anybody, but I mean, you guys talked me into Forsyth. I think that um, there are a few lines in particular, one where he meets up with Nick Cage in the bathroom and Nick Cage throws up and he delivers just this awful, awful line. So I'll give it to him too. <laughs> Can we really right. quickly talk about how, and granted this is an older movie, um, but even thinking about more more recent movies, 
for whatever reason, they're incapable of making it look like people are realistically throwing up in movies or TV. <laughs> they always Dude. just like, they put some stuff in their mouth and they throw up and it's like, it falls out. <laughs> yeah. You want to see some real you. projectile type shit yeah, going on? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's... Point. But I'm, I still don't want to watch it. <laughs> it could be terrible throw up, but I still don't want to watch it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't know that I, I actively want to see people vomiting, but it just bothers me every time because it's like so obvious right. that they're like, put this oatmeal in your mouth and then and then you're going to pretend like you're throwing up, but just let it fall out. Yeah. And has anybody ever thrown up like once? No. <laughs> like have you, you ever like, heaved okay, once? <laughs> Never. No, right? Never. No. I mean, not to get gross, but like you kind of wish you could get it all done in one try. Yeah. It's usually coupled with like, Soft crying, sweating. sweating. <laughs> yeah. you know, your abs are cramping. You're like you're laying on the floor. Yeah, reflecting on your life choices. Dude, there's nothing better than after throwing up that nice and cool like bathroom floor. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, hugging the toilet is amazing when you're done throwing up. Dude, where I don't even know where we're at. Where are we at? What are we talking about? What movie are we talking about? <laughs> I don't even remember at this point. Blue Street. The Nick Cage Award for overacting. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of everybody, yeah. right? You expect Nick Cage to give a level of overacting in any movie. Sean Connery, Ed Harris, everybody. But the two people that are the worst, Captain Fry and Captain Darrow. Mm-hmm. Darrow? Darrow? So Tony Todd and Greg- Gregory, what, Spore Leader? Dude, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> terrible. No, they're not even believable as being in the military. <laughs> That's true. Anybody have anybody else? Tyler, you have anybody else you want to throw in here? I had the cable car conductor. That <laughs> <he> was fucking <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> Dude, I love his, his little speech he gives after it's after. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> It's it's best because it starts with "Damn, this sucks." <laughs> and then he, he has like a little like golfer hat on. <laughs> I thought it was the dad from Family Matters for the no. longest time. Uh-uh. <laughs> I forgot about that dude. But I mean, he went through some real shit. He did. Tony Todd in this movie as Captain Darrow goes from like angry to like, sir. You know what I'm saying? He's like yells where I, I want my fucking money. Sir, yeah. like it's just, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Greg, you got anybody you want to add? Um, no one specific, but I would say like what you were saying, like how the whole kind of movie is generally a little bit over the top, and I feel like that's what makes this one a little bit better than other, or a lot better than other Michael Bay movies, is that he kind of danced along that fine line of it of the whole movie being over the top or just right, and he. He kind of kept it balanced to the just white right part, but like mm. everybody in the Michael Bay movies, a little bit over the top. Yeah, absolutely, Damien. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing out everything that I wrote and saying the cable car guy. <laughs> <laughs> just Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, he convinced you. Yeah. All right, let's just go with that guy. I don't know what his name is. I don't know if he's credited in any other movie. I don't even know if that's his character's name. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Who did the most with the least? I'm going to say I have I have Michael Bean on here, and I kind of explained that already. I have Ed Harris on here, but I, I know everybody kind of said he was he was in the movie enough to be not who did the most of the least. So I'm going to say Michael Bean. Tyler? He's who I've got, yeah. Seems like the best choice. He was outstanding for what he, the little amount he was in. Okay. Damien? Uh, I wrote down the guy whose face bubbles off. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. I don't know. So what happens with that guy's cut of the money? Right. Oh, got yeah. Mail so everybody, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's getting like 1.1 million. <laughs> right. And like they're going to send him in like a fucking like Ziploc bag to his family? Like I don't get it. No. Like what happens? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> they, just, they leave him behind, man. <laughs> no. What does he say? Glass or plastic? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He does say glass. <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you got? Um... I mean, yeah, the same as you you mentioned. I think the other person who sticks out to me, it wasn't really in the movie enough to get this, but whenever I think of the movie, I will always think of this character as the uh, hairdresser. I mean, the stylist who comes to oh. cut his hair uh, in the hotel room. For some reason, that character, I, like, always always remember with him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, s- a complete stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, the hotel right. barber, yeah. Uh... Okay, so I have on here, does this still hold up? There's not a whole lot that doesn't hold up in this movie to me, but the main thing that doesn't hold up, and I mentioned it earlier, is Sean Connery's wig. <laughs> it's, again, I, I explained why it bothers me so much. Tyler, do you have anything you want to throw on here? Um, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with the wig. No, I don't really have anything. I think, um, yeah, I've got nothing. I couldn't really think of anything here. Damien? Yeah, it's the only thing that I had written down is kind of what we already talked about initially for me, which is the whole Michael Bay aspect of it, which I totally agree with you for the record that it does feel like you could break it into a couple of different pieces, and and one of them is very heavily <clears throat> excuse me, Michael Bay, and the other is not so much. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Greg? Yeah, I think that same point. Like, I think you can you can say, like, the first act of the movie when they're on land, um, you know, doesn't necessarily always going to hold up. Um, and a lot of it doesn't. Like, that whole car chase scene doesn't really hold up much anymore. But once you get to Alcatraz, it I think it still holds up. All right. Yeah, I guess... I don't know. His, his wig still bothers me more than any of that. <laughs> For the same, I'm just saying. How does he have his beard trimmed? That's all I'm asking. How is his beard trimmed, but his hair is long? That's the look Nobody? he wants. I mean, he then he doesn't act. He acts like he doesn't know about that look. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. So this still holds up. Um, Stanley buying vinyl over CDs. I mean, because vinyl's still yeah. around. CDs aren't around. Alcatraz, we talked about that at length at the beginning, right? Alcatraz still holds up. I, I would watch a movie about, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'd watch Last Jedi again if it was set on Alcatraz. <laughs> Maybe that's where Luke should have been hiding. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and young Nick Cage. Like I said, I don't think Nick Cage has ever ever looked better. He doesn't look as a, he just looks like a normal dude in this movie. He doesn't have the big bulging eyes, doesn't have the weird fucking haircut, weird accent, steroided up saying 
Greg, you got anything you want to add? I think the glowing orb chemical weapon still holds up. You know, like you look at it, it's still a very kind of cool, iconic um, thing in the movie. So like the idea of like nuclear Well, the idea of this like warfare chemical weapon that's super dangerous and like, I don't know, the whole design that they had for it being all these kind of balls in a, in a, in a line that you got to pull out. Yeah. <laughs> don't they mention that in the movie? Like a pearl configuration yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Damien, why are you why are you smiling? Um, you always have this like little little smirk on your face, like you just want to shit on somebody. <laughs> well, since you asked, I was only <laughs> laughing at myself, uh, which I was not going to mention that you said um, nuclear. Oh, I didn't mean nuclear. Yeah, obviously, you meant nuclear. No. <laughs> I meant chemical. Well, yeah, you meant a different word altogether, but you use the you use two levels of the wrong word. Sweet. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add to this? Um, no, I think I think Alcatraz is, is it for me. <laughs> Tyler. Nope, nothing. I mean, I think everything holds cool. up still. So, um I, think, I was going to say some snarky thing that, that I'll keep to myself instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is this what, this is what we're doing? We're just going to keep snarky comments to ourselves. <laughs> this one, this one's a little political. I'll just, I'll skip it. Okay. We're in a better place. Yeah. Um, if I was to ask you to summarize, like, in all of, and this is going to be a difficult question to ask, especially, or a difficult question to answer, especially for Damien. If I was to say, how can you, or is there a scene that you could, you could explain Michael Bay's style with, like in any Michael Bay movie, you could summarize. This is a Michael Bay. This is his style. This is him. Is there anything more Michael Bay than the scene of the Ferrari versus mm-hmm. the Hummer? Damien, I know it's difficult, right? Because you're going to be like, ah, how am I supposed to remember all Michael Bay movies? I don't even remember what I did two <laughs> days ago. Yes. Uh, so the the car chase scene is the first thing that came to mind. And even within the entire car chase scene, there is like a sub scene where <laughs> the Hummer is going down a hill and it turns into a telephone pole and like and, it, and something explodes or it pushes a car into a telephone pole and then it cuts to the Hummer still driving down the road. <laughs> unscathed. Yeah, unscathed. <laughs> it, like it turned 90 degrees into into this pole or, or the car or whatever it was and then they cut and it's just going back down the road again. <laughs> okay. Greg? Uh, it's got to be the like the same scene but like the moment when I can't remember what Nick Cage gets out of the car or whatever and the camera does that like pan around yeah. mode from below I feel like that's oh, yeah. like you know a hundred percent him Michael Bay yeah I mean he's done that in yeah. every movie okay Tyler yeah uh, no it, nothing tops it nothing is more quintessential Michael Bay than that scene which I feel kind of bad saying because true he's over the top always but it's not always bad and that scene as we you've said is it's just so bad so so that scene always comes to mind and then there's obviously like little tropes like greg said about the slow motion pan around mm-hmm. uh where he did it in bad boys with uh with with will smith and martin lawrence after i think at the end one of the it's like the end scene when they're chasing the two bad guys who who take tay leone right. But there's a scene in Bad Boys 2 when they're driving a Hummer again, mm. a yellow Hummer, 
and they're driving like through like shanty town in Cuba, I think. And he's going through the down this hill and they're literally driving through people's homes in this Hummer and at the end the Hummer is fine like there's not a fucking scratch on that thing and so there's just something about Hummers and Michael Bay or Ferraris and Michael Bay which is the most like middle aged white man like wet dream it appears that he just needs to wreck through some shit and drive super fast and this is that's this is probably the worst part of the whole movie yeah not only that, the scene is like feels like fifteen fucking minutes too. Mm-hmm. And then you have the dude like the the arbitrary or just like the random faceless like European yelling it at Sean Connery because he stole his Humvee. <laughs> like it's just it's so over the top like white American. Yeah. It kind of bothered me. Hmm. Should have. It was terrible. Damien. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. That the whole scene is completely absurd, and uh, you know, I feel like you could. You could, it could have been cut down to 30 seconds or something like that. And there's nothing original about it. Right. Like, we've seen car chases. I mean, there's car chases in, in every big action movie, and some are really, really mm-hmm. good, and then some are not. And there's just... I would expect some originality, I guess. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Not going to get it. Yeah. All right, so would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? I'd like to see Gary Oldman as John Mason, but current Gary Oldman. Because at that point, he's too young. He might be at that point okay to play Frank Hummel, though. Because I think that, like you said, Tyler, Ed Harris gives the perfect amount of menacing, Mm -hmm. but also, like, he appears to be a man that has, like, some honor. Right. Yes. Where again, I think Oldman in that role is just menacing. <laughs> True. Yeah. Like you don't. You're not, you're like okay. He's gonna fucking bomb everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think. So those are the two I had. Yeah. I think he he makes sense for um, Hummel, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have preferred to see him there. So um, I don't think anywhere else he would make sense really. I mean, he could be like one of the random, you know, Navy SEALs or the random Marines, but I don't think that gives him enough shot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he could be like, uh, what's the what's the the main FBI guy? Womack. 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 Yeah, I guess he could try to be like something like that. Yeah. All right, Damon, you got anything? No, I had I had Hummel written down. Great. Um, I had written down to, for him to play, like you just said, one of the FBI agents because I think he could have – him playing it at that age that he would have been uh, when this yeah. movie was filmed um, because I think he could have toned down uh, Paxton a little bit. <laughs> but to be clear, I think everybody's cast perfectly in this. Mm-hmm. I don't actually want to see Gary Oldman yeah. in this. I do want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, as Mason. <laughs> yeah, 100%. As an alternate uh, universe uh, version of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, so most memorable line. I didn't think there was going to be a lot of lines in this movie. There's a fucking lot of lines in this movie that I really enjoyed. So should I just go through like the 10 I have written down? Or should I let all you guys go? And if there's something I have to add, I can add. Does everybody, what what do you guys want to do? I'd say just go through your 10 and then we can add if there's anything. I don't know if it's 10, it might be eight. All right, 
uh, you want me to stick this into my fucking heart? <laughs> Are you fucking nuts? So that's your guy, Marvin, yeah. Damien. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. <laughs> yes. Random line that I never remembered in this movie, and I didn't even write down who said it, but he, he's talking about Mason. He goes, he's my age now. I have to get up three times a night to take a piss. <laughs> I am not that far from that, by the way. I have to piss a lot during the night. Anyways. <laughs> I can't cut anyone's balls off with a trimmer now, can I? <laughs> Again, a throwaway line that Mason says, like whispering to Womack, made me laugh. Uh, where'd you get? Where'd you dig up this guy? It's classified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great line. Uh, welcome to the Rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's corny, but like anytime someone says the name of the movie as a line of dialogue, I'm in. <laughs> Losers always whine about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. So good. <laughs> Super good. And then I think my favorite is personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> when Mason tells Hummel, he gives this whole speech and then he says that. So those are mine. What do you guys got? <laughs> you got to give us some direction here. So. <laughs> Tyler, go ahead. Oh, uh, man, there are so many. <laughs> <clears throat> I love the guy, random tourist who's who's gets locked in and says, "What kind of fucked up tour is this?" <laughs> um, and then uh, just some great blurted out lines by Nick Cage. <laughs> what do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? <laughs> but it's the way he delivers yeah. that, yeah, right? right? Also, the lady who says, "The lady who says what kind of a fucked up." Uh, tour is this she also has the great line of like i didn't bring you didn't bring a gun or you don't have your gun if i would have known i'd have brought my motherfucker <laughs> she was like i got a gun like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I, one line that i say the most of between a friend and i is i'd take pleasure in gutting you boy <laughs> and then uh but i think the but is that the is that the line the guy says or is that when nick cage is repeating we, it a hundred times say it the way that nick cage says it in the, in the cell yeah um, but then I'd forgotten about this t- entirely, but personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. Let's <laughs> just cut to the core. So good. Yeah. I love that. Doesn't he say major, major general or something like that right yeah. after <laughs> general, sir. Yeah. <laughs> general, sir. Uh, all right, Damien, you got any more? Mm, the only ones that I think that I have that I haven't mentioned, which is a quick aside, the what or how in the name of Zeus's butthole is something that gets uttered on the regular. Um, still to this Isn't day. Isn't that when he's trying to escape? When he's, when they're trying to get out? Like when he's trying to figure out how to, to get out of the yeah. cell? Yeah, yeah. He says, how in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell? Why does he not want to curse? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. He doesn't want to curse because he has the like, what do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? <laughs> do you think those are... Were those were those written by Aaron Sorkin or Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> Zeus's butthole has to be a Tarantino line. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, the only other ones that I would add, which which mostly is like it speaks to my heart, is when Mason um, <laughs> says, "I was trained by the bre- by, I was trained by the best British intelligence." But in retrospect, I would have rather been a poet or a farmer. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. And then when the FBI guy says, "Would you have a fucking water pistol?" <laughs> yeah, but I can't stand that dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking uh what's his Forsyth. name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has a gun, sir. What do you have? A fucking water pistol? <laughs> All right, great. Um, I think the only other little thing that uh you guys didn't mention is I like the thing that um Michael Bean says what he says, General, we spilled the same blood in the same mud. Mm. 
I don't know. For some yeah. reason, I like that oh, little yeah. part. But other than that, you guys covered it. <laughs> There's also a great scene when Michael Bean is telling, like, hyping up the troops. And he, he's explaining to him who Hummel is. And he says, I shit you not. Yeah. Which is a phrase that is not uttered enough in cinema history. <laughs> it just, it simultaneously, like, it says exactly what you want to say. And it's awesome. Something I don't have on here because I didn't want to go through the whole thing is the shower mon- is the shower yeah. um, monologue mm-hmm. though. That might be the best part, best dialogue of the whole yeah. movie. When he's telling him like I, I you know I sympathize with you I agree I actually agree with what you're doing but like we made you know we're not supposed to do this you know we we have an yeah. oath. Yep. Um, I gotta go with personally. I think you're a fucking yeah. idiot though. So good. But you want me to stick this in my fucking heart. <laughs> Would anybody actually do that, Tyler? Would you do that to save your life? Man, I mean, can you do that? It's I'm not a doctor. Can you even do that? I mean, we saw Pulp Fiction. He, although through the suit, maybe you can't through the suit. Um, but I mean, the alternative is getting blown up by C4. So I'll try Aren't it. Aren't there things that protect your heart from getting pierced by a needle? Probably. <laughs> like in your body. <laughs> <laughs> your breastplate. Again, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it under the rib cage? Man. He's got enough force you can get through anything. Damien? Yeah, I don't think you're getting that thing in your heart. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how big it is. Like, I don't think you're, you're capable of stabbing yourself with a needle and a syringe and having it go through your when, chest plate. When Nick Cage does it, too, he's, like, really low. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's where you're <laughs> no, I, I remember I think now. you stuck yourself in the, like, fucking in the stomach a little yeah, bit. That thing for sure is just injected into his gut. <laughs> and how, look, again, how does it work? Like, <laughs> you just stick yourself with it and you're solid? Because na- don't you still have the effects of the gas? <laughs> yeah, Nanotech. I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? Because how does that stuff stop the gas from making your skin bubble off? Yeah, why does right. your face not <laughs> melt? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> That's my favorite thing you've ever said in any podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because I think you genuinely are thinking the same thing I am. You're not actually making fun of me this time. <laughs> no. You're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. No, no. I'm definitely not. Uh, Greg? For what? I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite line? <laughs> oh, the favorite line? Um, yeah. It's got to be... Uh, uh, Losers always whine about their best. That's got to be my favorite line. He's Mason is genuinely like, I don't know if he's proud or like impressed by Stanley. He's like, Carla was the prom queen. He's like, good to know. All right, next category, do you have an answer? All right, so the first question is, if Hummel never intended to use the VX gas, why did he actually bring it to Alcatraz? Tyler, I don't have an answer. Something that lethal, you don't. Yeah, you don't take it out unless you're really planning to. Um, yeah, there, there's no answer. Like, yeah. I get stealing it, right? Because you, ha- they have to see that you actually have mm-hmm. it so that they can think mm-hmm. that you're going to use it. But if it's this, you know, toxic and this unstable, yeah. why are you bring? Like, where did they bring it? How do they get the rocket? They just took it on the fucking ferry? <laughs> yeah. In a briefcase. Come on, it all fits in a briefcase. <laughs> all right, Damien, do you have an answer for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's no way that he gets Dwight and Pharaoh 
to actually buy on and and be on board with the whole mission if they think that it's um you know calling a bluff or a bluff from the start so he needed it there because he's tricking them as well yeah do you think they're smart enough to know the difference between <laughs> vx gas and some shit that looks like green vx gas um i'm gonna say yes only because they're they're captains so these guys are not like you know privates <laughs> Real quick, side. I just thought of something. Would anybody else just have maybe shot them when the guy keeps telling him like what time it is? Yes. Like when they when they realize like they haven't called about the money and the one dude is just telling him like over and over, telling Hummel like, "This is the time, sir." Like I, gotta, dude, get the fuck out of here. I'm sick of your shit already, <laughs> yeah. man. Nobody. It annoyed me just watching the movie. You're talking about what the one of the two captains? Yeah. Yes, the white dude. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's terrible too. I hate I, that scene. Bugs the shit out of me because he's doing it in that terrible voice, right. where he's like, "Yeah, the birds are ready to fly, sir," and we're <laughs> locked and locked in. And he's doing he's doing that, but he's also he's just being a dick. Yeah, and he's laying in the fucking bed the whole time, right. and he's talking about yeah. how like they're cock locked and ready to rock or whatever. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The bed with no mattress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. Do you have an answer to that question? why Hummel brought the gas if he was never no, I mean, it. I think I agree with, with everyone else. Like, you got, you have to, in order to get everyone behind you who you've talked into coming out here and doing this with you, you got to, like, pretend like you're going to go through with it. Okay. At some point, Hummel mentions using brutal but non-fatal force. Tyler, what is brutal, non-fatal force? I mean... Beat the shit out of somebody. That sounds like brutal but non fatal, <laughs> but doesn't apply okay. in the context of sarin gas and <laughs> missiles. Doesn't brutal imply like probably going to kill you? <laughs> Damn near close to it, yeah. <laughs> All right, Damien, you've beat a lot of people up. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think about it because, like, most of that stuff has been relabeled now to what do they call it? Less than lethal, lethal or. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Where they're just like, eh, you know, if it hits you in the temple, you might die. Fuck, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Greg? I don't know. I don't have an answer for her. <laughs> All right. And the last question I have is why is the intern Marvin in the lab when potentially someone sent fucking sarin gas and a C4 bomb? Why do they have Nick Cage and the fucking intern Marvin in the lab? Tyler? It's a teaching lab, man. You gotta learn. Get the fuck out of here. It's a teaching lab. What I mean, why do they Okay then sure. Granted, it could be a teaching. Why is he hands on? Why is he fucking playing with the toys? <laughs> I have no question. I have no answer for that. And also, why why did Michael Bay just say, hey, we gotta have some like nudie mags in this fucking <laughs> container too? Like what was why? What is I don't I don't understand I don't pretend to understand what's going on in Michael Bay's head, but that specifically again annoys. Damien, why is Marvin in the lab? Yeah, this is definitely is an unanswerable question to me because if they're like working for the FBI, this to be in the gas chamber for like a non fucking training exercise, I gotta imagine you're pretty well trained and prepared. And he literally is like you or I somebody said, put the suit on and stand in here and we're like Hello. <laughs> Don't they have things before it gets into the building that says like this bomb, this has C4 in it? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like the sarin gas, whatever, like 
I guess I, you can you can you can push that aside. But like the C four has to like register on something, no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would guess so. Like, I mean, I'd... I mean, it's the FBI. Yeah, like there is. I feel like there's a dog or a, a machine or something right. that can pick up on some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we have a dog. We have dogs now that smell COVID. You can't tell me you don't have anything that can detect fucking C four. Yeah. Greg. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I. Other than it's a learning experience. Yeah. I don't have any other excuse for why there was someone in there. You know, like you said, there's either gas or C four in this thing, and the guys just kind of like digging through things and found the doll, you know, and started playing with it. But I don't know. I got no excuse. <laughs> He's completely yeah, useless the entire time. Yeah. He literally is just giving like a play-by-play to the guys who were outside of the chamber. Where he's like, hey guys, it's eating my fucking suit. <laughs> Do you like, see the size of this thing? For the he, needle? <laughs> he, brings the cot- he brings the cockroaches in. That's true. True. Does bring me, I mean. And he does help Nick Cage later in the movie find Mason's daughter. That, yeah. Yeah. True. But he, yeah, that's fine. Put that guy in front of in front of a computer screen, not in a gas chamber. <laughs> He's like, it's eating my suit. What the fuck? Uh, what a terrible character. All right, the Samwise Gamgee Award for biggest wet blanket. It's only one person, and it's Frank Hummel. Like that motherfucker wants to bomb one of the biggest cities in the country. It doesn't get more wet blanket than that. Then, actually, doesn't do it, right. which somehow makes him an even bigger wet blanket. <laughs> Anybody got Tyler? You got somebody else? Um, I was gonna say the two, you know, Daryl and whatever the fuck or the other guy's name is. Those guys, I don't know if you call them a wet blanket. They, they, they just came to mind as being the last two people on earth I'd ever want to meet or be around. <laughs> every okay. every possible thing that could be wrong with a person is wrong with those people. So, okay, Damien. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have anybody written down for this. I don't think it can be it can be Hummel because he he is like sort of uh, an honorable guy. Um, so yeah, he didn't really come to mind. the The captain option is is probably the closest thing that I have to an answer. Okay, I mean the all the FBI in this movie are kind of wet blankets though too, right? They, they I think called, they're just, like they're literally just keeping this dude in jail for no reason. Right. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's a good point. They called up good speed when he's about to get it on with Vanessa Marcel on that cool balcony. <laughs> that's a wet blanket. That's like the literal wet blanket, right? I mean, Stanley doesn't have to answer True. a phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although he, you know, he does say it's the FBI. They know I'm home. Uh, I just had the FBI guys. Yeah. I, d- I didn't think hard enough into, uh, uh, you know, Ed Harris's character, but yeah, FBI guys. I mean, he he does want to bomb a fucking city. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. For like, not a lot of money. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to bomb a city. You don't know that till the end. Well, nevertheless, we the movie's over. We fucking know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, it, you know, he can, you know, he might want to. <laughs> Feels like he wants to. No. Sure as fuck is okay with killing all those Navy SEALs. Shit. Yeah. No, wait, what Navy SEALs? In the shower. I mean, oh, the oh in, they, yeah, in the gulag. No, he tried really hard. That was, that was their own bad. <laughs> <laughs> if these are like super trained, you know, fucking Marines, they should have listened to him when he said, you know, cease fire. Yep. He told them. They have right. elevated position. What a group of like, there's so many dudes that are with 
the Navy SEALs and Hummel's team that you're like, I've seen those dudes in so many mm-hmm. other movies mm-hmm. and shows. Yeah. Yeah. Damien, you watched Breaking Bad. You remember Tuco, right? Yeah. Tuco, he, you know he's in this movie. No, who does he play? He's on Hummel, or he's on, yeah, Hummel's yeah. team, and he's got like the top knot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, but he looks about 100 years yeah. younger. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I didn't put that together. Yeah, and then the dude from Scrubs, right? Yep. The, uh, the One of the doctors from Scrubs, mm-hmm. yeah, and Point Break. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of random dudes. You're like, all right, Tony Todd, Candyman. Yeah. The, the, uh, all of these, yeah, a bunch of these guys you've seen in other movies before. Yeah. yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's dude who jumps on the Titanic with him is the one who's rolling with fucking Ruth. John Mason. Yeah. <laughs> all right. A lot of random. Do you guys see Renaissance Man? Danny DeVito. Mm-mm. I don't think I saw that one. No. Is, it... Is Danny DeVito in this movie? No. <laughs> you can't see him, but be a better movie if he was no. though. The uh, it's an army boot camp movie, and um, the dude it's is it Darrow, not Tony Todd, but the other fucking guy. He's Fry. in that. He's in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fry. Okay. I think I have seen that movie really actually. Good. Long time ago. But for real, like, why doesn't Danny DeVito get any action movie roles? <laughs> You've seen Romancing the Stone. That's sort of an action movie, right? <laughs> Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas movie. Twins. Big. Anybody watch Twins lately? <laughs> no. no. I tried I, I tried watching it um, like a couple months ago. I think it was on like HBO Max or something like that. And I I don't know if I just was in the mood, but I couldn't get in. I couldn't get into it. I started watching everybody, you know, random side note, talked about how much I like Kindergarten Cop. And I started randomly watching it the other day it was on. And it's uncomfortable how much shit they talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's a man wanting to be a kindergarten teacher. Mm. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> like how much they essentially say he's either a homosexual or he's a child <laughs> molester. Uncomfortable. That might not be one of my favorite comedies of all time anymore. Yeah, I didn't feel good about it. I felt bad for him. All right, side note, sorry. Movie real estate, best place to live. Not a whole lot of places here. So you have Stanley's High Rise, which they never say where it's at. It's not in San Francisco, obviously. I always assumed East Coast because he has to fly to, Mm. or he gets on the plane with the FBI to fly to San Francisco. Pretty bomb-ass, like, high rise, no? Yeah. I, all I kept watching is like Damien would live here. <laughs> then you have the hotel suite that they're they're cutting Mason's hair in. I don't remember the name, but yeah, you know, it's it's whatever. And then Alcatraz. I mean, I, I'd probably live on Alcatraz. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of amenities, so I might say Stanley's high rise. Damien. Yeah, same thing. I'm going there with their loft. Pretty nice, yeah. right? Yeah. Like where they get a balcony like that at? <laughs> it's a roof. It can't be New York. Yeah. Can't be New York, right? Yeah, doubtful. All right. I mean, he's in part of the FBI, so wouldn't that be in like what Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. There's no place like that in Virginia. (laughs) I don't know. Haven't spent enough time. Tyler. (laughs) Yeah, going with the loft too. That place is amazing. All right. Uh, Yeah, I mean. I would like to say Alcatraz, but like you said, like the uh, logistics of actually being there would be uh, would be tough. So yeah, the loft. Okay. Uh, what do you wish there was more of? I don't have anything. Like I didn't put anything on here. I could do with a little more, maybe Alcatraz. 
do a little more Ranger Bob. <laughs> like give my give my guy Ranger Bob a little more shine. <laughs> but he's okay. Tyler? I, I really love the scene where Mason leads them through the tunnels. Um, I would love to have seen maybe just a little bit more of him, you know, the way he snuck out. Uh, so you know, obviously going back into it, but the part where he is watching the timing of the, of the, of the flame burst and whatever else was there, that was really cool. So I think adding another, another little element about that would have been neat. How'd he sw- how'd he get off the actual Island? Swim, I guess. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damien yeah I agree I, I think everything that, that Tyler said um, is what I want more of but but I want it at the expense of like all of the car chase scenes because yes. the movie already feels too long yeah. so I, we need the to movie cut does stuff feel out. a little long yeah the movie does feel a little yeah. long Greg yeah I mean the, my my kind of first thought was nothing to to kind of add more of but then you know the more I was paying attention to like the kind of before and after arriving at Alcatraz would be like you know shifting that moment over and getting a little bit more of Alcatraz somehow would be my only thing fair enough I, I kind of I didn't think about what you were saying Tyler but that makes sense like seeing maybe a little more of of reverse on how mm-hmm. he got out when they're going through everything. I also could do more with like Sean Connery giving the thumbs up. <laughs> Cause that, that made me, made me laugh. And then Nick's, Nick Cage's uh, reaction to that. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. All right. So the best, so this is, is this person genre director? Is this the best it's ever been? So Sean Connery Tyler's, is this Sean Connery's best movie? Mm. The Untouchables is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is probably it, yeah. Damien? Wait, hang on. The question is, is this Sean Connery's best movie? It's the it's the best, but I have different people that I'm going to ask the same question for. So is this the best Sean Connery's ever been in a movie? No. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> because that seems silly, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. what What else has he been better in? I'd have to look it up. You know, I'm terrible about like recalling people's portfolios by name, but I I can't imagine that that's right. So he won an Academy Award for Untouchables. Seems like a good bet. He's in Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones three. Yeah. Oh fuck! How did I forget that? Yeah, that's, that's, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's been in a, a, a few. He you know he played a, a character called James Bond. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just at, I'm just at, look, it's on the agenda. I like to ask this question. Just ask. Okay. So no, and no for Tyler. Greg? Uh, yeah, like I can't exactly point what he, what, who would be his best, but like I, I, it can't be this movie. I mean, he's really good in it, but it can't be his best thing. Okay. Nick Cage. Tyler? No, um... Although maybe, I mean, this is like peak nineties, Nick Cage, but, um, I really like Raising Arizona. I think that's my favorite Nick Cage movie. Not Spider-Verse? Uh, I mean, that's not him. He's I really like his yeah. character, but no. Yeah, no, I agree. Damien? I'm going to say no, but I don't have an answer for you on what it should be because of the reasons that I mentioned before. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So I just read off four movies at the, at the when you were talking about them earlier so leaving las vegas the rock con air face off 
uh, you know, raising Arizona. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Obviously. Yeah. 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 I'm going to still say no, but I don't know what it is. Greg. Uh, I've got to say a hundred percent. Yes. Like, I think this is like the peak Nick cage action movie. And, uh, that's what I see him as. So for me, it's, it's, I think it's his best movie. Yeah, I agree. Me. I do as well. All right. Ed Harris. This is a tougher mm-hmm. one. Tyler. Very tough. I think it possibly is, but he's so good in um, Enemy at the Gates, which I really like. Also, History of Violence was probably it. That's probably the best one I, I like. I think I like him most in. Um, but okay. he's outstanding in this. He's good in Apollo 13 yeah, as yeah. well. Right. Damien? No, I'm going to say Call of Duty Black Ops. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at his IMDb right now. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Nobody wants to say Truman Show. He's good in that. He doesn't have like a movie. Like yeah. a he's not the star of yeah. a movie. Yeah. He's always like a he's he's very much like a supporting actor. He's fantastic in the first season of Westworld. Yeah. 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 He is. Yeah. Even though I'm not a big Westworld fan, he is fantastic and he is menacing as fuck in yeah. that show. He he all right, Greg. Yeah, oh, I would say that it's this isn't his best thing. He's done a lot of other stuff that I've I've really enjoyed. Call of Duty Black yeah, Ops. That's one of them. <laughs> we can revisit okay. this question when Top Gun Maverick comes out. <laughs> can anybody name me without Damien looking at the fucking IMDb what other Nick Cage movie Ed Harris was in that they starred in together? recent movie within the last 10, oh yeah 15 years uh i watched this recently national treasure now it's the sequel to national treasure yeah. what a fucking terrible movie <laughs> it's kind of fun though it's kind of fun the first one i think yeah. is fun the second one i do not uh all right and the last one is michael bay is this michael bay's best movie tyler I mean, you know how I feel, and you know what kind of viewing party we have set up for Armageddon. Um, so, but, but but we agreed. You said you like that movie more, but it might not be a better movie. True. Yeah, this is a better movie, um, and probably right. his best. Yeah, I think it's got to be. All right, Damien. I know you're gonna be like, hey, I don't know, I don't know all his movies. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that. <laughs> Based on what I can recall right now, I might say yes. All right, let me hit you with them then real quick, all right? Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys 2, The Island, Transformers, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers Dark of the Moon, Pain and Gain, Transformers Age of Extinction, 13 Hours, Transformers The Last Night. I had no idea he directed all of those. Uh, and a bunch of Aerosmith videos, Meatloaf videos. Mm. What do you got? No, no, no. I, fa- I, just, I got it. I was scanning through the list here. He apparently did the Got Milk Aaron Burr commercial. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, man. I, I know one. you'll recognize it when you see it. This is a famous okay. Got Milk commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, he peaks right there. He peaks there. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's it's got to be it's got to be this movie, a hundred percent. But quick side note uh, for for Damien that that uh, guy from that commercial 
the Aaron Burr commercial, I was at a Costco once and that guy was serving the sampler food uh, trays. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a Costco in San Luis Obispo. So not even like an LA Costco. This is like, you know, off the beaten path. It's not even like a good That's Costco. That's amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, this is Michael Bay's best movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what other like the, all the shit movies. I just no movie has ever disappointed me more than Pearl yes. Harbor. Like that might be top five for me. Disappointed. I thought that movie was gonna be so amazing because of the subject, where we all were with you know like special effects, not necessarily who was in it, but it had like a pretty solid cast besides the yeah. leads. Yeah, you know, and it just. Oh god, that movie's bad. Like terrible bad. Terrible. I think the the writing is as bad in that nearly as Attack of the Clones. Like that is probably comparable. Nobody talks like huh? that. Yeah. Like so nobody actually talks like right. that. It was uh I think you could probably based on budget, like you know, you factor in for Attack of the Clones and what it should should and could have been. Yeah. Compared to what it is, I think you can almost do the same thing with Pearl Harbor. Even the scene, even the actual bombing of Pearl Harbor, I was like, there's no way they could even fuck that up. Like, it's got to be solid. It was terrible. It's just not good. It's not believable. That's the problem. Like, none of it is, it's over, everything's overly stylized. All right, Tyler, whose movie is this? Nick Cage, um, which I think going into it, I thought this is Sean Connery's movie. And like we discovered earlier tonight that he was, received top billing. Um, but yeah, to me, it's Nick Cage's movie because he's doing more. It feels like he's more important to what action, you know, to stopping the actual uh, event. So I think it's Nick Cage's movie. Do you think this made Nick Cage a movie star? Um, an action, action star. star. An yeah, action star. absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, like without this, he doesn't get all the other stuff. Probably not. Although if Con Air came out the next year, then he was probably already signed on for that when this was filming. Don't you think? Sure. Yeah. Two different types of action movies, sure. though, right? Yeah. Like, Con Air is like a goof. Right. It's still enjoyable. I enjoy it, but it's not as... This feels like a, a like it could actually mm-hmm. happen. Set a little bit more in realism. Yeah. Damien's smiling again. Damien, whose movie is this? Um, For whose movie, I think I'm actually going to say it's Alcatraz's movie. Because of all the stuff that we talked about earlier with there being so much lore and sort of mystery around it uh, and history. And then and then the premiere of the movie was even held like in the prison rec yard. Really? Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is super small, by the way. Like, I don't know how they could have a premiere there. It's super I, I think tiny. it was just so that they could say, have the like this little bit that they held it there. I think it was like probably mostly yeah. a, a PR thing. Anyways, I, I think okay. that I think yeah, it's Alcatraz is the, the sort of biggest piece for me. Okay, I mean, there's been a number of movies that have been set on Alcatraz, though. What does that have to do? Like Escape? No, no, I'm just saying. Like, is it? I don't think of this as like the number one Alcatraz movie. I, I guess is what I I'm didn't saying. say it was the number one Alcatraz movie. No, no, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying that's why I don't equate. Like, I don't think of. For me, when I think of this movie, that's not the first thing I think of. There's other movies that are the first movies I think about. So that's why, for me, it wouldn't be like Alcatraz isn't whose movie this is. Does that make sense? It doesn't because you're saying something different from what the question is. No, I'm not. I think you are because you're, the question is whose movie is it? And you're talking about other movies. 
No, but I'm telling you the reason I don't think it's that movie because it's not the first movie I think about. Like, for instance, like when I think about Michael Bay, this is the first movie I think about for Michael Bay. So that's why for me, this would be Michael Bay. Like I would equate, th- I would I would associate this movie with Michael Bay. Where when I think about Alcatraz, I think about Escape from Alcatraz first before The Rock. Yeah, but your, your question isn't Alcatraz, what do you think about? Your question is within this movie, who does it belong to? Sure, but that's why I'm telling you I don't think of it because Alcatraz isn't the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of this movie. Sweet. <laughs> Does that not make sense? No, what I'm it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so when you think about this movie, what's the, Alcatraz is the first thing you think about? No, the the question is whose movie is it? So like I think about a lot of things, but if you're talking about like who does this movie belong to? What is it for? Alcatraz sure. is the number one thing for me. So it is the number one thing. I just said that, and you said it's not the first thing. I. You you said you think. Oh, no, hold on. I'm trying. You said you think about a lot of things. But Alcatraz is number one. For this movie, I think yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I'm saying for me, it's not Alcatraz is not number one for this because it's not my first thing I think about. Okay. And the reason it's not the first thing I think about is because I associate Alcatraz with other movies. I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying like, for for instance, when I think of Nick Cage, I think of this movie first. So that's why like Nick, this would be associated with Nick Cage quicker than Face Off would be. It's not because... I don't know. Maybe I'm not making. Any no, sense. I, I think I get what you're saying. But, I don't. I I think you're taking a different line of thinking than I am, which, like, that's cool. Well, yeah, it's all up for interpretation, right? It's whatever you think. The reason it's why you think this movie, whose movie this is, is for whatever reason you think sure. it is. There's not a right or wrong. I'm just telling you how I'm getting there, and you you're getting there in a completely different way. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Craig. Um, I would have to say uh, Nick Cage or um, Michael Bay. That said, like I guess my interpretation of this this question is also that you know who who if you took it away from this movie would this movie not be the same? And I and I think to okay. to that point I would have to agree with Damien where like if this if Al- if Alcatraz wasn't the location of this movie, then I think it wouldn't have the same impact and it wouldn't hold up. It would become much more of a forgettable Michael Bay movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, if my, if, yeah, that's fair. If, if it's not set on Alcatraz, it's yeah. not the rock. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's Michael Bay because this is the movie I think of the most fondly for mm-hmm. Michael Bay. So I think of this as, as Michael Bay movie. <laughs> Damien's just looking like it's <laughs> I'm good <laughs> alright underrated overrated properly rated you guys want me to go over the scores again real quick sure so 66% critics 85% audience Greg I, I th- is it overrated underrated I think for rated? critics it's underrated and I think for um, the general audience I think it's properly rated so you think this is like a like a, a B to a B plus? Yeah, I mean, movie. I think even the the world's you know even the getting to the best action movie category, I don't think like you know I still always kind of 
rank it down and you know it had some stumbling points at the beginning that don't hold up as well so yeah sure all right tyler it's severely underrated from the critics perspective i can't believe 66 percent uh that that was really surprising i looked at uh, during this time and face-off got a 92 percent from the critics like a year later come on (laughs) so um (laughs) i think this is definitely this is an a action movie okay this is a really high quality action movie so uh it deserves something much higher than 66 percent you like i i feel like you think you really need to defend your like this is an a you're good man i'm good think what you want i'm no i don't feel the need to defend it i'm just restating my very valuable opinion on it Damien, a precedence just to like back up Ty's, um, you know, defense. A precedence has been set on this podcast where if you give a movie a grade rating, you will potentially have to deal with that for <laughs> for many, many, many months, right? If not years, only when they're outlandish. Yeah, when they're outlandish. And for the record, I think that Rob, whom I love dearly and and I miss, it was completely out of his mind. Um, <laughs> But moving on. Do you think well hold on, do you think he 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 regrets that saying that? <laughs> because of how it's just never going to go away? Uh, what a great question. Or do you think he genuinely feels like Justice League No, is a I B? think he genuinely thinks it's a B. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I, that said, I do think that sometimes he he regrets it because because <laughs> we will not let it go. <laughs> You say some ridiculous shit like that. I don't know. Well, that that and then I can't remember what other movie was, but there was another podcast that we did afterwards that he gave some movie a C, and I was like, (laughs) "What the fuck?" Listen, you can give Justice League a B, but your 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 reasoning better be more than they made the movie. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. they finished the movie. They finished the movie. Because then, by that logic, every movie is a B. (laughs) At least. At best, yeah. or at worst, at worst, a B. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that, that it is properly rated because um, I really haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it per se, other than like the whole Michael Bay stuff. Um, but even then, you know, amongst the Michael Bay films, I feel like it's it's the least offensive one. So I'm going to say it's um, it's properly rated. Do we think people actually still watch this movie? Like if a 20-year-old is, I don't even know where you'd find it. Just say it's on Netflix. Do you think people are seeking this out as an action movie? Is like something that people have said is so good for so long? Like Die Hard? I don't know. I, I don't think it's talked about in the same way at all, today, at least compared sure. to what you just brought up as the example. But I think if this movie, I don't have cable TV, but I would imagine this is on cable TV somewhat regularly. And I would think that if some 20-year-old came across this, Yes, they would stop and watch it and enjoy it. I wonder because of who Nick Cage is now, where he's almost like a parody yeah. mm-hmm. of himself, how they would feel about it. I think the movie's underrated. Um, I think 66% is way too low for it. 85, it's fine. Like, I think it should be in the 80s probably just because of the the quality of an action movie. But I think it's underrated because of where it is in like pop culture or just general, you know, it seems to have faded mm-hmm. away over 25 years where people don't talk about it as much as they talk about something like Armageddon, right? right? Armageddon is still a beloved 
movie, it seems like, where, pe- where new generations are finding it, where I don't think that's the same thing with this movie. Yeah. What do I know? No banger of a soundtrack no. for this movie. Sadly. I mean, should they have just got like a like an Aerosmith <laughs> song for this, and then they would have just been good? Mm, wouldn't have fit. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I'm just down what, for a good. I mean, does song. it fit? Does it fit in yeah. Armageddon? <laughs> yeah, it fits. That's when the 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 aforementioned uh, animal crackers are on Liv Tyler's vagina. Her yes, they're playing her dad's song. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Super weird. All right, guys. Anybody have anything else they want to talk about? The average shot length of this movie was 2.6 seconds. Really? Well, that's yeah. Fast. That's Which the most fucking crazy. Yeah, that's the most Michael Bay. I don't thing. know if that's fast or... I, I have no frame... I don't think I've ever looked that up, so I don't have any like frame of reference to something like that. I mean, you can just think about it, though. Two point two and a half seconds? Yeah. It's a lot of jump cuts. That's a lot Michael of jump Bay, cuts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why something like John Wick is so great, right? Because they do these yeah, long, exactly. what appear to be one take, big action yeah. sequences. And you can feel it. It just feels more like linear and you're following something versus you're having a seizure or something. <laughs> well, I think that's why when a movie like the first Born Identity came out, the first Born movie, that really felt like a different type of action movie because of that reason, yeah. right? Because they had these long shots, they felt like like Matt Damon was actually doing all of his own fighting and his stunts. So that really, I, th- that's the first movie I remember being like, all right, this is a different type of action yeah. movie. Like whether that's still a good movie or not, I haven't seen it in a long time. But I think that was like I remember being the first one that I was like, all right, this is really different. Two point what? Two point six. That's wild. I mean, that's pretty. That's probably pretty standard for Michael Bay. Yeah. Probably. And just to like be clear, the mean, uh, sorry, the median shot length is two point five seconds. So it's. Can you imagine editing that? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you know what that means, according to what I pulled up on, or uh, sorry, whatever the Morning Geekdom researchers Carpal pulled tunnel. up, <laughs> is uh, there's about twenty nine hundred shots. So yeah, editing this would be a fucking nightmare. Holy yeah. Thing. Yeah, but how many of those twenty nine hundred are just in the, in the car scene? <laughs> Probably most. Like 2870. <laughs> Dude. Nobody was like, hey, why is the Hummer not beat up? No. Like nobody? Is that is that at that point we still, we still thought like Hummers were invincible? Probably. I don't know. Like the only person that had a Hummer was like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah. Probably, I would imagine like one person brought it up during the filming and Michael Bay was just like, whatever. <laughs> He was like, shh. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, be quiet. I'm blowing shit up. <laughs> it's at, like General Motors throwing in some cash for the uh, the movie. And they're like, the Hummer needs to make it through without yeah. a scratch. <laughs> yeah. How does the Ferrari not catch up to the Hummer? <laughs> I don't even know. Well, we can't talk about this. <laughs> I'm just asking. Like, how does that happen? And it could have been. just. All I mean, right. just think of the San Francisco streets. That could have been a great chase scene, just given the, like, the layout of that city and absolutely yeah they blew it yeah i mean again i think if you cut the scene in half it still might have been like okay it just feels like it goes on forever and ever and ever and then it has needless dialogue like the dialogue in it is stupid like why would sean connery ever answer (laughs) how does he know he's never seen he wouldn't know how car phone he's never seen a car phone yeah he's never seen a car phone how to dial out though yeah no he he has a great response where he's like 
I'm he only borrowing your Humvee. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's got a lot of holes in that that scene. Let's let's be honest. If they never make it to Alcatraz, that movie's not good. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> the movie gets better when yeah, they get yeah. to Alcatraz. If they're in the FBI fucking with Marvin, talking about shoving things in his heart, and Alcatraz, when that movie's great. In between those two things, meh. Yeah. All right, guys. This went a lot longer than I expected. But, you know, thanks for everybody being on. I appreciate it. Be good, all right? All right, everyone. That is The Rock Podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks to Damian, Greg, and Tyler for being on. Uh, ask for those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Morning Geekdom. Facebook and Twitter at Morning Geekdom. Always shoot us an email, themorninggeekdom at gmail.com. And we'll do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman.